Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. More fake news today by CNN. Fake news about a Russian spy trying to once again suggest that President Trump is connected to Russia. CNN blew it. More fake news. Once again, more lies. In fact, it was the New York Times who debunked CNN. Welcome to the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. He is at a Rosh Hashanah event that was previously scheduled. I'm Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia. Great to be with you tonight, my fellow Levinites. 877-381-3811 is our number. 877-381-3811. So once again, CNN totally blew it. You know, there's a reason Mark wrote on freedom of the press, because there's the media now is absolutely on a crusade against the president. Not every single media source, of course, not every outlet, but CNN takes the cake. You know, it's it's amazing how their ratings are so bad because night after night, somebody over there is just trashing the president, whether it's the lesser Cuomo or whether it's Don Lemon or somebody else. And now you've got this political reporter over at CNN, this Jim Scudo guy. He writes this whole piece, exclusive, U.S. extracted top spy from inside Russia in 2017. All right? Except there's a problem, because it's wrong. It was actually the Obama administration who extracted the top spy, not the Trump administration. You see, the, C- the CNN story essentially now wants to paint the picture for you of the following. Uh, that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, compromised all kinds of classified information. And that's why now they had to pull this asset out. But it's completely wrong. CNN totally blew it. And And when the New York Times has to correct CNN, boy, does that tell you something, does it not? Does that tell you something right there? I'm going to read you this paragraph from the New York Times. Because I'm going I'm to contrast this. Now, this is the CNN headline, exclusive U.S. extracted top spy from inside Russia in 2017, right? This is a paragraph from the New York Times. Quote, the inf- information itself was so important and potentially contentious in 2016 that top CIA officials ordered a full review of the informant's record, according to people briefed on the matter. Officials reviewed information the source had provided years earlier to ensure that it had proved accurate. And then it talks about how they took him out later that year. That year, 2016, as in when Barack Obama was still president of the United States. Donald Trump did not become president until the inauguration in 2017. So the fact that the New York Times had to point out that it was the Obama administration, and one of the reasons why they might have taken the CIA spy out is because they thought... Potentially now he could be a double agent. I don't know all the details. Nobody does. All I know is that CNN, in their rush to once again get a story out there that bashes President Trump, they just run with it. Facts? Ah, who needs facts? V- sourcing? Verification of sources? Ah, forget about it. 
MSNBC did the same thing. If you remember, it was last week or the week before when crazy Lawrence O'Donnell, the stop the hammering guy, he came out and just without any any evidence whatsoever suggested that Russian oligarchs had co-signed a loan for the Trump organization with Deutsche Bank. Just threw it out there. Bah, you know, nothing to back it up. Then the next day I had to go on TV and apologize. Apologize for coming out and saying something that had absolutely no verification whatsoever. CNN today, same exact thing. Same thing. This is the world in which we live right now, where you have these certain media outlets who, if they get something on the president, they don't take the time, as journalists should, to figure out, hey, is this reporting accurate? I mean, it's based on anonymous sources and all this other stuff, and maybe we should do a little more homework. Nope. It's rushed to get it out there, rushed to slam Donald Trump, rushed to make him out to be as quickly as possible, a Russian asset of some sort. And this is a shame because, you know, as you look at this right now, you think to yourself, CNN's track record of this is probably the worst of any any single network out there. And CNN was bragging about this exclusive report. See, that's the other thing. They're bragging. They were going everywhere they could to say, oh, we have an exclusive, exclusive U.S. extracted top spy from inside Russia in 2017. Because Donald Trump blew it. Because he said things at a meeting in the Oval Office. He said things and and put classified information at risk. So they had to get the guy out of there. Except the guy was already out of there in 2016. Under the Obama administration when they took him out. New York Times talked about how officials mishandled intelligence. And tried to extricate the source in 2016 before Trump even won the presidential election. The New York Times reports. Intelligence officials compromised... This source by gossiping about him to news reporters, quote, when intelligence officials revealed the severity of Russia's election interference with unusual detail, the news media picked up on details about CIA's Kremlin sources that then CIA officials made the arduous decision in late 2016 to offer to extract the source from Russia. The CIA pressed again months later after more media inquiries. President Obama compromised this source even further right before Trump's inauguration. This is from The Federalist. Obama authorized the public release and declassification of a report by the director of national intelligence alluding to this source's placement in the Russian government. Now, the New York Times cites the public release of the DNI report as another reason for extracting the source. You know, what's amazing is that in addition to CNN just running with this and getting this all wrong, the the absolute bias of people like James Clapper and John Brennan, all the people behind the Russia investigation, all the people behind this, they're still at it today. I mean, don't you have to wonder who's the one that leaked all this stuff to CNN? Who's the one that was out there telling CNN about this spy and trying to link it to President Trump and trying to make it to be about Donald Trump? Who's doing this? Who in the uh, deep state is still there? Who in the deep state is still there leaking information to the media, trying to make the president look like a Russian asset, even though the Russia report concluded that the president had nothing to do with any Russian collusion in the election? But of course, we live in this day and age, as Mark talks about in his book on freedom of the press, where the media just works against the president. It's what they do. It's just it's their thing. This was earlier today at the White House. Obviously, as you know, John... 
John Brennan was the CIA director back then, or the DNI director, but then Mike Pompeo was the CIA director right before he went into the Trump administration. So Secretary of State Mike Pompeo slammed the CNN reporting. And this is important to understand here because this was at today at the White House. Cut 14, go. There are reports this week that the CIA had to pull a top Russian asset out because of concerns that his identity could be exposed. Under which administration was this source burned? And is there currently an investigation into how his identity got leaked to the media? Yeah, I've seen that reporting. Uh, the reporting is materially inaccurate. And you should know, as a former CIA director, I don't talk about things like this very often. It is only the occasions when there's something that I think puts uh, people at risk or the reporting is so egregious as to create enormous risks to the United States of America that I even comment in the way that I just did. And I won't say anything more about it. I know the CIA put out a statement. Uh, suffice to say that the, the, the reporting there is factually wrong. Yeah, it's actually wrong. In fact, the CIA slammed CNN's misguided and simply false reporting. Misguided and simply false reporting. Fake news again. The CIA came after them big time today rebuking all this because it's wrong. And when the fact of the matter is that the CIA officials made the decision in late 2016 to offer to extract the source from Russia weeks before Trump even took office. And CNN doesn't even mention that. Now, the purported spy, he refused the 2016 offer of extraction, citing family concerns. But the CIA pressed again months later after more media inquiries threatened the source. And he then finally relented. In fact, it was all the media pressure who put on this guy that eventually now led to him having to be, I guess, withdrawn to come home. And yet the entire CNN narrative is that Donald Trump in a meeting in the Oval Office Uh, blabbered about some things with some high-level Russian people. And then at that moment, they said, oh, we have to to extract this spy in the middle of 2017. They were trying to get this guy for months out of there. They were trying to get this spy out of Russia for months. But the details you see to a guy like Jim Scudo at CNN, that's not important. That's not what's relevant here. What's relevant is just trying to say that Donald Trump was involved. That's all. That's all that's relevant for them. CIA officials worried about the safety and made the arduous decision in late 2016 to offer the to extract the source from Russia. The situation grew more tense when the informant at first refused, citing family concerns. 2016. Trump wasn't president in 2016. Does CNN know that? Could somebody let CNN know the fact that the president was running for president in 2016? He was elected in 2016, but he wasn't president yet in 2016. And yes, when he became president in 2017, it wasn't because of anything he did. It was all the stuff this top spy did before the president ever took the oath of office. I mean, how tiring is this fake news? How tiring does this get? You wonder why when President Trump goes out there and says over and over and over again that it's fake news and CNN is the worst of the fake news. You know, you think about it from this perspective, right? All day yesterday and even today, people were running around saying that Donald Trump can't be trusted with sensitive information, that the president can't hear classified information because he'll he'll leak it himself. He'll leak it and then spies will have to be taken off their post. Spies will have to be taken home, sent home because the president can't even keep his mouth shut. He'll have the Russians in the room and he'll say things that they can't hear. And then they'll have to start taking spies off the streets, deeply embedded That's what we heard. 
And nobody at any point stopped to say, whoa, whoa, hey, yo, this this guy, they were trying to get this guy out, out of Russia in 2016 for a number of reasons, including maybe the fact that he might have been a double agent. And maybe he was compromised. Maybe they thought the Russians would kill him. All kinds of different reasons. But it was the Obama administration who did all this. And I have other questions, too. Did the Obama administration also do this as part of their ongoing effort to try to suggest that the Trump administration was colluding with Russia? Was that part of what their their idea was on this? Was the, was the Obama administration also trying now to get this media narrative out there and the media is happy to run with it even in 2016 because, again, they wanted people talking about Russia? The problem, though, is that it wasn't until after the election, really, when Russia became a problem, when Russian collusion became a problem. It wasn't until Donald Trump won the presidency that Russian collusion became a problem, if you remember. In fact, prior to election night, Everybody was turning around saying, will Donald Trump accept the results of the election if he loses and Hillary Clinton wins? That was actually a debate question, if you remember. But then when Hillary Clinton lost, suddenly that it became Russian collusion. Meanwhile, they're trying to get this spy home, not because the spy has anything to do with Russian collusion with Donald Trump. They're trying to get him out of Russia for reasons that have nothing to do with Donald Trump. But there's CNN. Try to blame him again. Blame the president once again. And you wonder why the president calls him fake news. And you wonder why so many Americans have lost absolute faith, if they ever had any, in CNN, which really should go back to just talking about missing planes and hurricanes and stay out of politics because they keep getting it wrong over and over and over again. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. It's the Mark Levin Show. The great one's off. Rich Zioli from WPHT coming right back. Mark Levin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. So the question then became, did Trump's misconduct trigger a Russian spy extraction? Uh, No, no, it didn't. In fact, uh, the media actually might have triggered the Russian spy's extraction. Yes, that's right. As the New York Times went into the story, see, CNN comes out 
with this big bombshell, this big bombshell that Donald Trump, because of his big mouth, they have to extract a Russian spy. And they get it all wrong. They get everything wrong. The details are all wrong. It's all anonymous sources. It's all fake news. And as the New York Times later that day would actually do a little bit of actual reporting, which is also amazing for the New York Times, they find out not only were they trying to get this guy out of Russia in 2016 for reasons that included maybe the fact that the guy might be a double agent. Former intelligence officials said there was no public evidence that Mr. Trump directly endangered the source and other current American officials insisted that media scrutiny of the agency's sources alone was the impetus for the extraction. In other words, the media might have been the reason why they got this guy out of there. But it wasn't Trump. They were trying to get this guy out of there in 2016. Trump wasn't president in 2016. It's just so tiring. That's why I appreciate the fact that Mark Levin wrote on Freedom of the Press, which you can get a signed copy, by the way. He only has uh, a couple dozen left. But if you go on his website, marklevin.com, you'll see it. You get a, a signed copy of on Freedom of the Press. It's important to figure this stuff out. By the way, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. You can follow along on Twitter at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. There's two fronts right now for the president to battle on his reelection. The first front, of course, is, yeah, these candidates who are running on the Democrat side, who are out trying to left each other, lefty, lefty, lefty. In fact, to such a degree now, Elizabeth Warren has come out and said the following, that on day one, she will ban fracking which is essentially now a way to explore for energy. So Elizabeth Warren wants to make America less secure with energy and more dependent on foreign sources. So the president's got to fight the first front on these candidates. And honestly, if I were him, I wouldn't lose any sleep. They're, they're destroying themselves by being so incredibly far left on the environment, on the economy. You even had Rahm Emanuel, the former Obama chief of staff, come out over the weekend and say on television, you know, They are going so far left. I'm sorry, but they will not be recognizable in a general election. But the second front the president has to face and has had to face is the media since day one. I mean, two weeks ago was MSNBC with this ridiculous oligarch story that oligarchs were co-signing loans for, for, for the president and his organization. Absolutely no verification. They just went out there and said it. And now it's CNN running around and saying because the president can't keep classified information classified, we have to pull spies off the streets. And it's wrong. But this is what I mean about the two-front battle that the president has to face, and he's had to face it all along. But the Democrats are politically stupid, as I will explain to you throughout the course of the program. Politically stupid to such a degree, including the fact that they are going down the road of impeachment. And they're about to now make the biggest political blunder of their lives. As their candidates stand up on a stage and say things like they're going to ban coal, they're going to ban fracking, no more fossil fuels, all the things that, you know, create jobs in this country. The Democrats are running so far to the left that working class people have no interest in anything that they're selling. And the media is going to continue their lives, which give the president something else to battle. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. Coming right back. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but it's become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects from philosophy to politics to biology, a core curriculum, in other words. 
Sadly, that's not the case these days. But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core. The core that develops moral and intellectual virtue. The core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. You know, it seems as if Elizabeth Warren is now the new Democrat frontrunner. Yes, overtaking Joe Biden. Amazing, right? Big debate Thursday night. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. The great one's off tonight. A Rosh Hashanah event. Rich Zioli from his hometown of Philadelphia, the morning drive host on WPHD. Great to be with you tonight. A fellow Levinite. So Elizabeth Warren has had a number of nicknames over the years. Obviously, uh, Pocahontas, uh, Focahontas. Uh, I actually, to me, she reminds me of America's mother-in-law, which is what I've dubbed her, America's mother-in-law. Because every time I hear her, she just always seems to be lecturing somebody about something. And it's the kind of, it reminds me of when the mother-in-law comes into the house and just starts telling everybody to clean up around Thanksgiving and turn the game off and come to the table. And I, I don't that just struck me and it, it just took it and I just said... All right, now she's America's mother-in-law. Well, she's also the woman who's going to shut down, and no offense to mothers-in-law in in general, she just happens to be America's mother-in-law. But, I mean, you can have a great mother-in-law, but, I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. And you'll understand, too, as you hear her lecture. I mean, here's a great example of this. Elizabeth Warren has told utility companies using carbon-based fuel, which is, well, pretty much every utility company out there, uh, it's over. She becomes president. Cut 12. Bernie Sanders has endorsed the idea of the public ownership of utilities, arguing that we can't adequately solve this crisis without removing the profit motive from the distribution of essential needs like energy. As president, would you be willing to call out capitalism in this way and advocate for the public ownership of our utilities? Gosh, you know, I'm not sure that that's what gets you to the solution. Um, I'm perfectly willing to take on giant corporations. I think I've been known to do that once or twice. But for me, I think the way we get there is we just say, sorry, guys, but by 2035, you're done. You're done. You're not going to be using any more carbon-based fuels. That, that gets us to the right place. And if somebody wants to make a profit from building better solar panels and generating better battery storage, I'm not opposed to that. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Thank you for the clip. Uh, yeah, so you see, guys, you're done. That's what I mean about America's mother-in-law. Just the idea of everybody sitting around watching the game on Thanksgiving and walking in, taking the remote control, shutting it off and going, sorry, guys, you're done. Come to the table. And if only you'd put down the beer, maybe we wouldn't have so much fighting at the table. I worked very hard on this dinner. That's just that that nagging to me I can't stand. And by the way, it's nothing about the fact that Elizabeth Warren is just, she thinks she's smarter than everybody. But that's it. She's going to tell workers, sorry, guys, you're done. Has anyone told this candidate that there are people that work in the fossil fuel industry? There are people that actually dig for shale and there are people that extract these things. Has anyone told her there are jobs behind this? 
You know, this is the exact same mistake the Democrats made in 2016 when Hillary Clinton told the coal people that she was going to put a lot of them out of work. And then she had to go down there to coal country and beg for their forgiveness. And she did this fake accent talking to this coal guy going, I know, Bo, I know how hard it is. You have every single Democrat who has now publicly come out and said they are against the following natural gas, fossil fuel and coal. That's a lot of jobs right there. It's also because secretly, and that's what the first guy who asks the question of Elizabeth Warren, you can hear him talk about these ant- the capitalist measures. They want to get rid of this stuff for capitalism. They don't like capitalism. They know that without fuel, it's hard to have capitalism. They, they know that. So that's really his first point of that. And then she gets into, sorry, guys, but you're done. You're done by 2025. No more carbon-based fuel. You know, natural gas, for example, is the reason why America's uh, output of carbon emissions has gone down more than any other country on the planet because of natural gas. And in my state of Pennsylvania, where I'm broadcasting from right now, there are a lot of people that work in the shale business who are working on extracting natural gas. And there are a lot of people that work in the coal business, too. There are also people who live in towns that those towns exist Because of fracking and shale and coal. These towns literally exist because of these resources. But her magic idea is we're going to give you, we're going to let you uh, go try to make better battery storage and disposal of batteries. And I don't know what that even means. Another Democrat the other night at the CNN Climate Town Hall, I think it was uh, the guy, uh, Andrew Yang, who came out and said he was essentially now going to confiscate Any car that runs on gasoline, do a mandatory buyback program and then make you force you to go out and buy an electric vehicle. And I just have to ask the question. I mean, do they not know how electricity? I mean, batteries require a charge. That charge requires electricity and that electricity. I don't know. Maybe these cars are all going to drive at night. Maybe they will be wind powered cars. I don't really know. But I do know this. Nobody who works in the following industries, coal, natural gas, or fossil fuels, wants to hear that a candidate is going to take away their job. Period. Nobody wants to hear that. And if this election is about the jobs and the economy, as every election is. You know what's also interesting to me is that Joe Biden is supposed to be their great hope, right? You know, Joe Biden was the one who could relate to the union guys, I mean, here's the guy from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He lived there till he was eight. But whenever he needs to, he's from Scranton. So, you know, just run with it, right? And he was the one who's going to relate to everybody, and he's going to capture back the union workers. You know what the coal, the head of the coal union said the other day? Head of the coal union came out the other day and said to these Democrats, you better stop with this talk of getting rid of coal because we've got a lot of union workers here. We've got a lot of people who vote. A lot of people that feed their family because of coal, and you guys better quit it. That was the head of the coal miners union. And you know, if Joe Biden really thinks that he can be the guy who can relate to the working person, you would think maybe he would be smart enough to not jump on this extreme green bandwagon, right? Maybe Joe Biden would just kind of ignore it. But nope, this is a primary where you got to go far left on the environment. He already said he was going to get, get us out of coal. He was already said he's going to get us out of natural gas. Now he's also going to end fossil fuel as well. Cut number four. Um, but, but, kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree. 
but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? I guarantee you, all right? So that's what I mean in terms of how far left these Democrats are going, and now Thursday is their next debate. And in this debate, it's interesting because they figure they can maybe take out Joe Biden finally as the front runner. And if he loses, if he doesn't become their nominee, and I've been predicting for over a year he won't be, it might just wind up being Elizabeth Warren. It might just wind up being America's mother-in-law as the nominee for the Democrats. And I, I don't know about you, but I can't listen to that lecture. I just can't. I can't listen to that for four years. And I don't think any other person who works for a living A man or a woman wants to listen to that for four years, which is why I think she is probably one of the worst candidates the Democrats could nominate. She's always trying to be the smartest person in the room. And, you know, look, it's not a sexist thing because I think the Democrats have a have a I mean, Tulsi Gabbard would be a great nominee for them. But they hate Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, they absolutely hate her. They despise her. Interestingly enough, she came out and she pointed out the fact that Democrats, it's all about identity politics with them. We have been saying that for years, have we not? We have been saying for years that the Democrats are all about dividing us, identity politics, you're this pronoun or that pronoun, you're in this bucket, in this basket, in that box, and we're not united. And Tulsi Gabbard is running as a Democrat. She has zero chance of becoming the nominee for so many reasons, but... In particular, they hate her workout videos, which are all over YouTube. But Tulsi Gabbard slamming the Democrats, her fellow Democrats, cut eight. The woman, we did a a 4th of July parade, a bunch of them actually in New Hampshire. It was right after that first uh, set of debates. And uh, there are just it made an impact on me. There was a woman who was sitting with her family and friends at the end of one of the parades. So we stopped and we said hi and. Uh, She was from Central America, and she made it a point to pull me aside, and she put her her hands on my arm. She was very serious, and she said, whatever you do in a future debate, don't speak Spanish. She found that to be so patronizing and and blatantly so. And I think that um, the identity politics that are being used again, to further divide us, to further drive separations between us, and purely for selfish political gain um, is a real danger. It, 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 I agree with you. It undermines that unity uh, that we have that doesn't come with groupthink or saying, well, hey, we're all exactly the same. We think the same way. Not at all. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually, un- as Tulsi Gabbard says, what they're trying to do, which is to divide people. And coming up on Thursday night, you know, for a lot, for some of these candidates, this might be their last shot. This might be their last shot. Meanwhile, in the House of Representatives, the Judiciary Committee led by Chairman Gerald Nadler, who used to be known as Fat Jerry years ago because he used to be a heftier guy. No, I mean, President Trump used to call him Fat Jerry back in the day, but now he's Chairman Nadler. And as I've said to you before, hell hath no fury like a former fat guy scorned. So he's going to try to come after the president. And what he's going to do probably tomorrow or Thursday is begin the impeachment. Yes, to begin the impeachment of President Donald Trump through his committee in the Judiciary Committee. Now, as you heard Mark Levin explain last night, that is unconstitutional because it's the House that begins impeachment, not Gerald Nadler, not his committee. It's the House of Representatives. They're the ones who impeach the president if the president's going to be impeached. And, 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 I, 
and I've told you this before, and Mark Levin has told you this, Mark has said this before too, the absolute fury that Democrats are doing with this phony impeachment, and there are no adults left in the room. Now, you might think Nancy Pelosi would be the only adult left because Nancy Pelosi's been around for a very, 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 very long time. So will the Speaker of the House shut this down? Tell Gerald Nadler, hey, your committee doesn't do this. This is not your job. Your job is not to go through the exploration of impeachment. That's not how it works. She has been against impeachment in the past because she knows it's political suicide for Democrats. She knows this. But suddenly now Nancy Pelosi has decided that she's going to join the woke Democrats and say, what the heck, let's go in on impeachment, cut 15. Do you support the resolution that um, Chairman Nadler has put forward? Yes, I do. I, I, I think that you should characterize it as a continuation of what we have been doing. And uh, we all work together. Do you Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, thank you. So the Democrats are going to hand the president a huge gift going into 2020, which is to try to impeach him. Now, as you know, because you're a very smart person, it's why you listen to Levin, it's why you understand the Constitution, uh, it's easy to impeach. I mean, you just need 50% plus one, so that's not hard. But the Senate is where you try the president. The Senate is where you figure out if you're going to remove the president from office, and there's zero chance that's going to happen because what is even the charge? What is even the charge that they have? But this is political stupidity I've never seen before. You know, it's funny, too, as I was playing on my morning show in Philadelphia the other day, I was playing the clip of Rahm Emanuel. I think he goes by The Godfather, but I don't call him that because it's one of my favorite movies. I'm certainly not going to credit him with that. But Rahm Emanuel is a smart guy, and he helped elect Barack Obama, and he was out there saying there's nothing Democrats are saying that relates to people. Nothing. And the one guy that they thought, you know what, the one guy who they thought could maybe relate to the union guys, the blue collar guys, bring them back into the fold, Joe Biden, has come out on record saying he's against coal, he's against fracking, he's against natural gas. I mean, all the things that in a state like Pennsylvania, you can't win if you're against those things. I'm telling you, and if you lose Pennsylvania, you're probably going to lose Ohio, too, and Michigan and a couple other states. I mean, Michigan, where they make cars. Nobody wants to hear you're going to get rid of the combustion engine. People that work in the auto industry don't want to hear this. The Democrats are running an anti-jobs campaign. And the national fraud, it's anti-jobs. In the House, it's impeachment. Two things that are incredibly unpopular. It is political stupidity I have never seen in such a long, long time. 877-381-3811. Here on the Mark Levin Show, if I were the president, I would be sleeping soundly at night because there is no one, there is no one who gives him, I think, an actual viable threat. There is no one on that stage who can absolutely in any way, shape, or form give him a run for his money because they've all come out on record and said they're all for ending jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Meanwhile, the president bragged last night, as he should, African-American unemployment is the lowest it's been ever. You'll hear that straight ahead. Mark Levin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens 
and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. So in their quest to uh, try to show the left that they are the most woke on the environment, Democrats are openly coming out and saying, we'll destroy jobs in this industry, we'll destroy jobs in this industry, and we'll destroy jobs in that industry. The Mark Levin Show, Rich Zioli in for the great one. You can follow me on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I'm lucky because Mr. Producer and Mr. Call Screener are here tonight. So it's a night of riches. Follow them too, by the way, at Rich Cementa and at Rich Valdez. Two gentlemen who should be verified by Twitter, but, you know, we know how Twitter is when it comes to conservatives. We're, no surprise there. as They try to do everything they can to suppress us, but it's a night of riches here on the Mark Levin Show, as the great one is at a Rosh Hashanah event. But, you know, I've been a friend of Mark's, and he's been a mentor of mine since 2005, so it's always an honor when I get the phone call to fill in for him. And on a day like today, certainly on a day like today, where there's a major change in the White House with... John Bolton exiting the door and on a day like today when you've got a number of Democrats getting ready for a debate which might be their last stance it's always good to be on the radio but you know what I noticed last night as I was listening to the president at his big rally in North Carolina I was listening to the president his big rally and he was talking about unemployment numbers you know the media loves to say that Trump supporters are racist they do this all the time do this all the time on my own show in Philly today I debunked this absolute myth that hate crimes increase in areas where there are Trump rallies. It's an absolute lie. But I want to play this clip for you because the president now says this, and I want you to think about it from this perspective. If everybody's a racist that goes to these Trump rallies, why are they all cheering this, is my question. Cut number five. And now wages are going up, the economy is doing great, and jobs have never been better. More than 7 million Americans have been lifted off of food stamps. And the unemployment rate for African Americans just reached another all-time low in the history of our country. Why are all these racists cheering that is my question. That's what I don't understand. I can't figure it out. Can you? I don't know. 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli in for the great one, Mark Levin. I will tell you when we come back why it is now that you are going to see an absolute media over and over again repeating themselves with their talking points over and over again that guess what? The president can't run an administration. Nobody wants to work for him. It's a chaotic White House. And I'll tell you why that's an absolute lie. Straight ahead.
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Democrats are screwing it up on impeachment messaging. That's right. They keep messing it up. They don't know what to do. And now they're about to make the biggest political mistake of their career. Hey, it's Rich Zioli back in for my buddy, the great one, Mark Levin. Mark is off tonight at a Rosh Hashanah event, but he I'm so happy to be in for my fellow Levinites, 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer here, Mr. Call Screener here, and you. And that's what counts, and I appreciate it very, very much. I tell you, it's just amazing to me as I'm in Pennsylvania, and I've worked in politics, well, most of my life. Before I got into talk radio and became the morning drive host on 1210 WPHD. And I can I look at the Democrats with their messaging now and I think, who's advising these people? Who's who's telling them this is a good idea to go out there and destroy jobs in this sector, that sector and that sector? Who's who's the genius behind this? But, you know, there's another factor of this, too, is that it's not going to work. This idea of, say, uh, seizing all of the cars out there that run on gasoline, doing a mandatory buyback program. Which a mandatory buyback program, just so you know, is what we call confiscation. Because if it's mandatory and you don't give it up, then the government will seize it from you. It's why when Democrats talk about mandatory buyback programs for guns, I also laugh because that's not a buyback at that moment. That's confiscation and you're giving me a rebate. That's all that is. I get a rebate check. Great. But don't pretend like it's not confiscation, okay? And there was a Democrat the other night, several of them. Oh, they also want to ban straws, too. So if you have a straw, you may want to hold on to it. It could become a collectible, like a collector's item in the near future. Keep it in the wrapper. Put it in a safe place. If you have a bendy straw in particular, I want you to hide that. All right? Because they'll come for those first. You think I'm kidding? Kamala Harris, who's running for president, said she supports a ban on straws, a federal ban on straws. Just as the founders envisioned so many years ago. 877-381-3811. It's absolutely ridiculous. Tim is in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Tim, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Go ahead, sir. Oh, yeah. I, my, I just want to make two quick points. The first one is if we took everybody's gas car away tomorrow and made them all electric, the power grid could no way support it. Second point is in order to make plastic asphalt paint, wire casing, battery casings, all, everything made out of plastic, asphalt, asphalt shingles, you first have to refine the gasoline out of the crude oil before you can send it across the street to the to the other refinery to re- further refine it down to all the other um, materials that we need to survive, even plastic pipes, our sewer pipes we have to make. So you would end up making gasoline a byproduct of all the other things that we need, and it would be a worse environmental disaster than anything we've ever seen before. And keep in mind that gasoline did also used to be a byproduct of making kerosene. They threw it in the ditch and let it evaporate. Well, sir, you know your stuff, and I appreciate that very much. And, uh, Tim, thanks for the call to the Mark Levin Show, buddy. Thank you. 877-381-3811. Yeah, I'll tell you, also, what do you do with all those batteries of those electric cars? Where do they go? You know, I can't throw batteries out. Do you ever look at them? You're not allowed to throw them out. Do you know that? There's a little thing on the battery. It's like I've got kids. i got a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old, and so I'm constantly changing batteries all the time. i got to get the little screwdriver 
in the back and you need a little screw. You got to go to, it's basically like an eye, like an eyeglass screwdriver, but some, sometimes it doesn't fit. I got to do that. I got to take it out. And then I look at the old battery and there's a giant, you know, the anti, the Ghostbusters anti symbol with a trash can right there. So I, what am I supposed to do with this battery? I don't know. I can't apparently put it in a landfill because it'll leak or something. Okay. What do you do with all those electric batteries in cars? And by the way, a uh, tip for parents out there, if you have little kids, uh, stock up on C batteries. I, I, I hadn't used a C battery in years. D batteries because of flashlights, but then C batteries. All these toys with C batteries. I don't understand it. Anyway, what do you do with all these batteries? You just throw them in landfills? Don't they leak? Isn't that an environmental disaster waiting to happen? And if we stop shale exploration, in other words, if we stop trying to get natural gas, First of all, natural gas is the cleanest fuel source you can have besides nuclear, but they're against nuclear too. Secondly, then you're going to allow our enemies to run the market on natural gas, like Russia, for example. And then third, of course, which is that if we end fossil fuels, well, now we've given the Middle East, again, great prominence on the world stage, have we not? Right now, America is so energy independent that we don't have to care what these crazy, nutty countries in the Middle East do when they do crazy, nutty things. We don't have to care what Putin does because he has natural gas. We have these energy sources, and so we don't have to be dependent on them. Do you realize that America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Ward, among others, they want to make us dependent again on Middle East oil? Because don't kid yourselves, it's going to be a long, long time, a long, long time until we no longer need oil. And they want to make us more dependent on Vladimir Putin. You see, actually, somebody should ask this question. Is, is Elizabeth Warren colluding with Putin? Because they're a huge natural gas supplier to the world. They got huge natural gas lines over there. So if we end our natural gas exploration in this country, we're just helping Putin out. So I'd like to know, is Elizabeth Warren colluding with Russia? Hmm. Somebody should ask that question. 877-381-3811. Let's go to John. He's in Sister Bay, Wisconsin. John, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Hi, how you doing? Great, thank you. Uh, my comment is uh, I'd like to ask one of these Yahoo Democratic candidates that are going to eliminate fossil fuel in the next 10, 12, 13 years, what about uh, defense? What about the military? Are we going to have electric tanks? I haven't seen too many charging stations in the middle <laughs> That that is that is fun. Electric tanks. Imagine that. The battery in the middle of the battle, the battery goes down. You know, you got to bring charging stations over to Afghanistan. Yeah, it's a great point. What about if tanks run on wind power? They could have little fans on the back. Well, they could. You know, we, we you know they're against nuclear, but we have nuclear aircraft carriers, so I That's guess true. we can have battery operated planes that'll as soon as you catapult them off the the carrier, they'll sink. Yeah, you know what we could do? I guess what we could do, John, is actually turn tanks into like the Flintstones car and just have the soldiers run really, really fast with their feet, then power the tanks that way. Yeah. You just got to be creative, my friend. That's what you got to do. All right, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. 877-381-3811. The great one, Mark Levin, off tonight, but he'll be back. And, of course, he always appreciates when you follow him along on Twitter at Mark Levin Show. Don't forget, on Freedom of the Press, his great book, is outstanding and you should get a signed copy of it you can get it on twitter by the way if you can connect and get the information on twitter i should say on the bestseller list for so long now the new york times is considering dropping the bestseller list yes very true uh, matthew is in washington dc matthew you're on the mark levin show 
Hey, I just had a quick question. Do you think uh, that they're going to ban the assault straws first? Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Uh, the assault straws, really, would you say that's the bendy straw or the kind of straw that circles at the top and goes around and around like you put in a soda fountain? I think I think any straw that's been modified, really. Yeah. So bendy and crazy straws, both are assault straws. That's a good point. But you could also modify a straw on your own, you know. Well, I mean, I mean that, that's really illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matthew. Great point. Uh, Rich Zioli in with you tonight for Mark uh, on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Let's go to Mike. He is in uh, Wyoming. Mike, how you doing tonight? Oh, doing good. Yeah, um, I want to say, yeah, they're going to be on fossil fuels. I can't see that as a winning strategy. I mean, here we are. I'm not here driving a truck. And, uh, I mean, how do they think they're going to get their stuff if they shut us down? I was talking to a, uh, one of the drivers at a truck stop, a uh, tanker driver, and he and five other drivers make 10 trips a day. And if you shut down all them tanks, you're going to shut down every truck. Everything you own was at one time or another on a truck. You know, you make a great point. I, I didn't even think about that, and I usually think of everything, so thank you for this point, because I'm talking about the people that work in those industries, but what about all the people that benefit from those industries, like yourself, a guy driving a truck that requires gasoline, because I don't know if they have any solar-powered uh, trucks yet, do they? I haven't seen any. <laughs> Are you willing to use your feet like Fred Flintstone very, very fast on the highway, sir? Uh, No. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I asked. I had to ask. It was my job. Uh, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it very much. 877-381-3811. And, you know, the, the problem here, too, is that there is an indoctrination going on. I, I, as a young dad, I mean, I, I'm not young. My kids are young, five and three, and I get worried. I really do. I get worried as they're starting preschool about indoctrination. Julian Castro, the Lester Castro brother, he's uh, not going to be president, thank God. But this thinking will become prevalent if one of these Democrats becomes president. We've talked for a long time. And as you know, if you've read Marx's books, it was the idea of Karl Marx and the progressives, the socialists, to use a free public education system for propaganda purposes. It goes all the way back to the Communist Manifesto. And here's a great example of that. Here's a Democrat candidate for president, Julian Castro, cut 10. Our beliefs and habits start at an early age. Should climate change be taught in schools? And if so, how should climate education be implemented in the school curriculum? Uh, Yes, I believe that it should. In fact, I believe that uh, it's essential if we want to raise a a generation of Americans that will you know, do right by our planet, make the little decisions in life that are going to help ensure that we can get where we need to get to get to net zero. Um, I think if we're going to get there, though, and this doesn't just apply to, to curriculum about the environment, it applies to a whole bunch of other stuff. We need to do things like end this system of people that get elected, whether it's in Texas or other states, they get elected and then they sit on a statewide board that determines what is in curriculum. And too oftentimes, right-wing conservatives have taken over these boards in places like Texas, and they affect who gets into the history books, its slanted view on social studies. It's probably against including any kind of meaningful curriculum on the environment. So there's some structural changes that I believe that we need to make. 
But I do believe that that kind of curriculum should be taught in our schools because that's how urgent this crisis is. And we also have a role to play. Oh, enough with you. All right. So you see, now that's what I mean. So a federal indoctrination program about climate change going, I guess, starting with the free preschool program that they're all going to give out as well. And then you start brainwashing the kids. And look, it's not about taking care and being good stewards of the environment and recycling. It is about getting them on the belief of socialism, because that's what this is. That's really what this is about. It's not about a clean environment. If it was, Democrats would be all into nuclear power. They'd be all in on natural gas. The the benefits of nuclear power and natural gas in terms of a clean environment are amazing. But they're against both. So don't sit here and tell me that this is actually about a clean environment and environmental justice, as they call it. No, this is about stopping capitalism is what it is. You know it and I know it and Mark Levin knows it. And you know it because you listen to Mark. 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli in for the great one coming right back. Mark Levin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. I guess the big question, of course, is will the media tomorrow just be over and over and over again on John Bolton leaving the White House and uh, whether or not he was fired or he resigned? Uh, Either way, what they're going to do tomorrow all day is say, well, the president just can't keep people. Uh, It's a turnover mess over there. Mark that down because it's exactly what they're going to say no matter what. It's chaos, you see. It's pure chaos. Mark Levin Show, Rich Zioli in for my buddy, the great one, Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. Andrew is in Stanhope, New Jersey. Andrew, go. Just a quick theory on the uh, Bolton guy. Perhaps he's... uh... A war hawk and Trump is a man of peace, who wants peace and prosperity. You won't hear that from the left-wing media. And I'm shocked that I'm I'm going to tell you my funny name for Elizabeth Warren. And I just have to say I'm shocked to say that um, Obama is like the moderate <laughs> compared to uh, these Democrats. And it was President Obama that said uh, natural gas will be good transitional fuel for the next 15 to 20 years. So he even he couldn't uh, fit in with it. <laughs> this group but my name for elizabeth warren is um the ghost of christmas past because <laughs> when she speaks she sounds like the ghost like you use fossil fuel you must repent heaven either all right it's not bad andrew thanks for the call it's not bad i just i just to me it's america's mother-in-law because all i hear is the lecturing i just hear the lecturing and the judging and the passive aggressiveness of it you know you guys are done you guys are done. Turn the game off. You're done. 
pick up after yourselves. Can we just not fight this year at Thanksgiving? I worked so hard on all this food. Can we please stop it? You know, it's always that kind of cadence of, of, of just telling you what you're supposed to do. And I don't know. I That's why I think if she's the nominee, got every guy in America, and a lot of women too, by the way, because let's not make the mistake of thinking that all women get along with their mothers-in-law. They're going to hear that every day and go, yeah, no, I can't. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't compute. But either way, for workers in all these industries, it's an absolute disaster to have Democrats openly come out like Elizabeth Warren did and say, on day one, Day one, I'm going to sign an executive order banning the exploration of natural gas on day one, and I'm going to end fossil fuel. See, my question is, Thursday night at the debate, is that going to be the focus? How soon will you ban these things? Like, they're all in on banning these things, but how soon will you do it? Because it seems to me like that's become the new thing now. All right, you all agree on banning coal. You all agree on banning natural gas. You all agree on banning fracking. You all agree on banning nuclear power. But how quickly will you do it? And so as one Democrat comes out and makes it uh, day one, you know, then the next Democrat will come out and say, I'm going to do it the, the second I take the oath of office. I immediately then will grab a pen and sign an executive order right from the podium at my inauguration. I won't even wait to get back to the White House. I won't even do the parade. I'll start banning these things right then and there. My executive order banning straws and gas and fuel and coal. And that's how they're doing this right now. Just trying to outleft each other. So that'll be something to watch Thursday night. And of course... As they do this, they drive Joe Biden further left, and that makes Joe Biden absolutely unelectable in the general election. When you've got Democrats who are out there saying, Joe, you are blowing it with working class guys, man, because working class people, men and women, don't want to hear you talk about the crazy things that's in the Green New Deal. You were supposed to be the one who's not crazy, and yet he's just as crazy as the rest of them. It is amazing to me. But the question, of course, for you is how much will the media go after this president again and again? Another fake story, another fake news story about Russia as Chairman Gerald Nadler, formerly known as Fat Jerry, decides to go all in on impeachment of President Donald Trump. 877-381-3811, The Mark Levin Show. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Show. 
the conservative media. Dive in now. 877-381-3811. It's 734 and the polls are closed in North Carolina. The special election that we're watching in the 9th District. Uh, I'll keep you posted on that. Dan versus Dan. Dan Bishop, the guy President Trump is backing. We'll We'll watch this for you, obviously. Uh, And if any results come out, you will know about them. Of course, the Mark Levin Show goes till 9 o'clock. And thanks for listening to the Mark Levin Show, the great one off tonight at a Rosh Hashanah event. Rich Zioli from his home base in Philadelphia, WPHT. I'm the morning drive host, 5.30 to 9 a.m. every day. But I got into talk radio because of Mark. Mark and I have known each other for uh, almost 15 years, and so he's been just a great mentor and a friend, and I, uh, I'm always honored when he asks me to fill in for him. Well, actually, technically, Mr. Producer asks me to fill in for him, but I'm always honored regardless. Now, I will tell you, the uh, the pathetic media is, it's a, it's a joke. It, it is. Mark does a great job exposing this in on Freedom of the Press. What happened today, yesterday, CNN, with this story of this this Russian spy that apparently was pulled back, CNN's big breaking bombshell story. It was it was fake. It was a fugazi. It was a fake story. It was, once again, the media going where the media does without any sort of backing, without any facts, just running out there to destroy the president, trying to. Same thing they did on MSNBC when they, crazy Lawrence O'Donnell, suggested Russian oligarchs had co-signed loans from Deutsche Bank. And they're never held accountable for this stuff, ever. They're never held accountable. But you see, it works for the president. It really does. I mean, it works for him. Donald Trump is very good when he has a foil, and he's got a lot of them these days. A lot of them. I mean, obviously. And now the Democrats, in addition to working with the media and the media working with the Democrats and vice versa to expose the president in every single way they can, but they're getting nowhere with that. Now they're going to try the impeachment route, you see. Yes. Now they're going down the impeachment route and try to get get the president out that way. I think it's looking very likely that the reality is Donald Trump is going to be reelected president. Now, something could change between now and then. But if I were a betting guy, I would be betting on his reelection right now because so far nobody has emerged to demonstrate that they can be a real threat to the president. Now, it's interesting. John Bolton is out, obviously. Now. You could hear stories about how uh, the president wants to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. He wants peace. Bolton resisted him, and therefore that's why he's out. You, you could hear stories like that. But instead, all you hear is who fired did it? Was he fired? Did he resign? Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? See what I mean? If it were a Democrat and somebody who was more pro-war left, the media would be going on about how the president is a peacekeeper and wants peace and wants to have stability in the world. But with this president, instead of saying any of those things, they turn around and go, he just got rid of the last adult in the room. Can you believe it? Ah, it's pathetic. It really is. It's pathetic. Uh, And I don't really care whether he was fired or resigned. The point is the president has the ability to put around him who he wants to be around him. And that is the president's choice. But this White House is not experiencing any record turnover. What it is experiencing, though, are a bunch of people who, quite frankly, are rats who come out and say bad things about a guy who once gave them a paycheck and helped them in their career. I have no patience for that. Like Scarmucci, for example. I have no patience for that when they start doing this stuff. I really don't. I, To me, and maybe it's because I'm Italian, Zioli, I just, I value loyalty and, you know, zip it, keep your mouth shut otherwise, but I don't like that seeing that. 
But that's what's unique about this White House is just you have a lot of people who run around because the media loves them. If you do that, if you if you come out and say you're going to go against the president, whether you have a signed non-disclosure agreement, whether you were there with them, whether you worked with them or not, then you become a press hero. You become a media hero. You become a star. You become a star overnight. And then the book deals and everything else that get to happen for you and all these other things. And then, of course, the truth gets lost in all of this with more and more fake news. Now, you know what what I found here? There's still a uh, an issue with regards to Russiagate that has to be resolved, and that's Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn, of course, General Michael Flynn, his attorneys now have claimed that the Department of Justice has withheld evidence to force his guilty plea. It's a big story. Washington Examiner. That the attorneys have said the government is hiding evidence that could help former President Trump's national security advisor. President Trump's former national security advisor. Cindy Powell, the head of Flynn's legal team, claimed in court Tuesday today the Justice Department withheld evidence related to Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James Comey, Flynn's FBI interview notes, and more. Quote, there never would have been a plea to begin with. If Flynn knew how much information the Department of Justice was hiding, his attorney said. Remember that Michael Flynn, General Flynn, pled guilty in 2017 for lying to investigators about conversations with the Russian ambassador. He, he, he didn't plead guilty to collusion, you understand. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't plead guilty to colluding with the Russians to affect the outcome of the election or anything like that. No, 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 no. No, he pleaded guilty to lying about conversations, dates with the Russian ambassador. Uh, Judge Emmett G. Sullivan, who's presiding over the case, gave Powell, that's his attorney, an unusual amount of leeway as she argued the government withheld information from her client to pressure him into accepting a guilty plea, which he never would have done had he been aware of all the facts. This is the kind of stuff attorneys get disbarred over, you know. This is so antithetical to the Sixth Amendment and the idea of having a, a an actual trial, a quick and speedy trial by a jury of your peers. The, the government's not spo- supposed to withhold evidence like this. This is not how it's supposed to work. Flynn's sentencing has been delayed for a year as he cooperated with the government. Now, they say he doesn't plan to withdraw the guilty plea, but, quote, the entire prosecution should be dismissed for egregious misconduct and the withholding of Brady material. That's referring to a Supreme Court case, Brady v. Maryland, that requires prosecutors to turn over exculpatory evidence. She claims documentation exists that shows then-FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe ruled out Logan Act charges against Flynn in January or February of 2017. Yet, the Department of Justice egregiously held the possibility of being charged under this 18th century statute over his head during plea negotiations anyway. This Logan Act, which nobody's ever actually been charged with. So they held this over his head because this is what the government does. You know, I've said this before, and the Bill of Rights are your protection from your government. It's your protection as a citizen, your your protection of your liberty from your government. Our rights given to us by our creator, we wrote them down to make sure that the federal government wouldn't take them away from us. And they serve as our protection from the federal government because the government has so much power over us. And this is a great example of this. You know, they'll find a way to get you if they want to get you, even if it's on a minor thing like lying to them, which I'm not saying lying is minor, but I'm saying in the context of what we were told, 
of Russian collusion and him working with the Russians to uh, change the outcome of the 2016 election. And all they got is a lie about a date uh, that he met with an ambassador, which he was the incoming national security advisor. Really? That's what you got? But if the federal government, if the Department of Justice violated the rules under the Supreme Court's ruling that they have to turn over exculpatory evidence, meaning, you know, the kind of thing that could get them off, well, then that's a real problem here. There was also an internal Department of Justice memo from January 2017 that completely exonerates Mr. Flynn as being an agent of Russia that the defense has not received. Hmm, I would think that's kind of relevant, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I've seen night court enough on reruns to know that that's the kind of thing that would help in court. Again, I don't think you need to be a lawyer. Just watch Law and Order. You could figure that out. Now, Flynn's lawyer said texts between FBI Special Agent Peter Strzok and FBI lawyer Lisa Page, the two lovers, hadn't been made fully available before his plea deal. The defense attorney argued details about former FBI director James Comey's ambush interview of Flynn were only revealed to his lawyers because Comey was bragging about it on TV. There is a letter, apparently from the British embassy, that completely discredits Christopher Steele. You remember Christopher Steele as being the the British agent, the spy who is behind the dossier paid for by the Clintons, of course. Flynn's attorney argued that the Department of Justice used a Turkish meeting to threaten him with a Foreign Agents Registration Act violation, despite Flynn telling the Defense Intelligence Agency about the meeting beforehand. And his attorney said Flynn passed a polygraph test in uh, April of 2016, arguing there's evidence of a pre-existing investigation into Flynn. I'll tell you, I mean, the dirtiness, the tricks that the FBI played here and, and, and still does play is an attempt to try to get everybody, uh, the Department of Justice. It's a shame. And it really, honestly, taints an, uh, an otherwise uh, outstanding agency. But you have some very, very bad actors here who don't give a damn about civil liberties, don't give a damn about the Bill of Rights, don't care about somebody's ability to stand up in court and be able to defend themselves from their government. And again, we're not even supposed to prove our innocence. They have to prove our guilt. But then when they withhold evidence, it makes it very difficult for us to do that, right? Very difficult for us to even just be able to to show that we have done nothing wrong. And then when they come over and they say, well, if you don't admit to this, we're going to get you on that. And then you're going to prison. The uh, judge set a tentative sentencing hearing for December 18th, so we shall watch that. What dirty tricks these people play. But you notice how the people at the top always get away with it. Like, Comey gets away with it. Comey gets away with it. The others get away with it. McCabe gets away with it. Peter Strzok gets away with it. Lisa Page gets away with it. Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan said, evidence is going to come out very soon to show that there were absolute lies that were written down as a justification for getting the warrants to spy on Carter Page in violation of his constitutional rights and also of an abuse of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, the FISA courts. So much of this went on. So much of this just absolute trashing of people's liberties. Oh, and uh, if you had a media in this country that actually cared about getting to the bottom of this, they would be talking about that nonstop. They'd be asking about this abuse of Michael Flynn's civil liberties. Did the government withhold evidence? 
Did the government lie to him? Did the government do all of these things because they wanted his guilty plea? And did they violate the law in doing so? I mean, those are pretty relevant questions I have to ask. Ah, who cares? Let's talk about let's talk about uh, something else, you know, anything else regarding Trump. Let's talk about whether or not he fired Bolton or Bolton quit over and over and over again. Back and forth, back and forth. That'll be all day tomorrow and tonight to a little bit. And tonight, 877-381-3811 on the Mark Levin Show. I'll tell you, and this is very important to know, this is very important. We're watching a special election here in North Carolina, which the media has already described. This will be the this will be the tipping point. We'll see now what happens in this special election in the ninth district. I'll tell you that if the Republican wins, they'll say it was a local election and it doesn't matter. It's not a referendum on, on the president. But if he loses, then it'll absolutely be a referendum on the president. That's just what you need to know. That analysis right there is all you need. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin coming right back. Mark Lovin. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. I don't know who's going to win the special election in North Carolina. I do know the analysis, though. Again, if the Democrat wins, this is a referendum on Trump in 2020. If the Republican wins, ah, safe Republican district. It was never going to really be a race. Just remember that, no matter what. The Mark Levin Show, Rich Zioli in for my buddy, the great one. Happy to be with you tonight. Fellow Levinites, 877-381-3811. Let's go to Tom in Manassas, Virginia. Tom, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Hey, Rich. How you doing? Good, sir. Good. Hey, I'm a fellow Pennsylvanian trapped behind Confederate lines here. So <laughs> thanks for taking the call. You got uh, it. My question was about the debates this week. Is uh, If they're so anti-fossil fuel, did they give any indication on how they're actually going to arrive at the debates? Are they using hot air balloons or are they going to borrow some horsemen uh, from the, uh, you know, the local stables there in Houston? You know, that's a great idea. If one of them wants to show how woke they really are, they should arrive by horse and buggy. Right. Like, do a whole big show of it with a horse and buggy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Cory Booker, because he always grandstands. He could arrive and, like, literally, you know what I mean? Or or horseback. Just come in horseback. Why not? Why not? There's plenty of horses down there, right? I Listen, Tom, you brilliant. <laughs> you got it, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call on the Mark Levin Show. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's all. That's all you do. Try that. Instead, they all come in big SUVs. You notice that? 
All these anti-climate pitches, you know, all the climate change people, anti-fossil fuel, they all show up in their big SUVs, many of them surrounded by people with guns guarding them. Oh, I'll tell you in the 8 o'clock hour why Beto O'Rourke uh, isn't ruling out sending the cops to your house to confiscate your guns, by the way. The party of freedom, the Democrats, want to ban straws, confiscate cars, confiscate guns. <laughs> It's amazing. It's really, truly amazing. Uh, Joel is in Los Angeles. Joel, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Go ahead, sir. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call, Rich. Doing a fantastic job. Thank you. Got a big question for you. That Well, actually, it's for all those who are wanting to ban the cars and vehicles and all that and confiscate them. I'm a 20-year Army vet, and I'm also a biker. You ever tried to take a Harley away from a biker? I have a very good friend, Barb, who owns a Harley dealership by me, and uh, that's a great point, right? That's never going to work well. Uh, She would say from her cold, dead hands, would you take her Harley away from her? I'm a Texan by birth, and guns and Harleys and horses, I don't (laughs) mind riding a horse to work, but, uh, geez, don't try to take my gun or my Harley or my horse, come to think of it. Uh, Joel, thank you for your service, sir. I appreciate that very, very much. And God bless you, buddy. Thank you for the call. Excellent point. Yeah, you're not going to take a Harley from somebody. No, that's not that easy to do from my cold, dead hands. I tried to learn how to ride a Harley recently, but I'm scared because I don't have a lot of courage. But I, at some point, would like to take lessons and ride away. It just looks fun, you know? I, I, it just looks really fun on the open road. But, I, you know, let's, the, the problem is I got a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old. So my wife always says, uh, no, because you have kids. So, no, you're not going to take classes. You're going to stay home and help as opposed to going to Harley class. So maybe when the kids get a little bit older, I don't know. But, you know, it's just my, my son is totally obsessed with Captain America, which is great. It's a good superhero to be obsessed with. And Captain America, of course, rides a, rides a Harley. So, you know, that's kind of cool. We did the Captain America Legos last night with the Harley. Uh, actually, I did it, and he just kind of cheered me on. But, you know, that's what dads do at this age. They really do the Lego work. Stepping on one, by the way, is uh, it's actually more painful than if somebody rides over you with a Harley. That's how painful stepping on a Lego is. Just FYI, if you don't have young kids. All right, in hour number three, I'll tell you why the Democrats are making a ridiculous, ridiculous mistake with impeachment. Hopefully, there'll be results of a special election in North Carolina. And the question, of course, is America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren, the new frontrunner for the Democrats as they approach their debate Thursday night? Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin, hour three, straight ahead. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. The question is whether or not the special election in North Carolina will be viewed as a referendum on the president. Depends. If the Republican wins, no. If the Democrat wins, then absolutely. Just mark that down for you. The Mark Levin Show, the great one is off tonight. Rich Zioli in for my buddy Mark Levin. Always great to be with you, my fellow Levinites. 877-381-3811. We are living in very, very touchy times. People are offended. A lot of people all the time offended by things. And uh, people don't have a sense of humor anymore. 
And people are constantly now coming up with new politically correct words, including you can't say guys anymore. Like, hey, you guys can't say that anymore. I'll play you some audio in a little bit to prove what I mean tonight. Uh, It is without question one of those instances where the assault on freedom happens every single day on the left under the guise of safety safety this special election right now too close to call so we're monitoring it for you and as soon as we get the results you will be the first to know uh beto o'rourke will not be president he's not a very bright guy which is why i actually do call him beto i know there's some controversy whether or not you should call him beto or not i do because he sounds to me like a like like, it's just like an overgrown idiot beto it's you know what i mean so and he's not he's polling at like one or two percent so he's not a threat and he's not going to get the nomination but This thinking should terrify you and me and everybody else. So, you see, he's one of those guys that wants to ban AR-15s, right? And other guns, too. And the idea would be uh, it's a mandatory buyback program. Mandatory buyback, which is a cute way for saying confiscation and we'll give you a rebate check. But you got to turn it in because if the government says, hey, this is mandatory, that doesn't mean you have a choice because it's mandatory, We all know what the word mandatory means, right? So when they say it's a mandatory buyback program, what that means is that means you have to turn your gun in. So the question was asked of Beto O'Rourke. They said, well, then do you think you're going to send the cops to go pick these things up? Notice how he doesn't rule this out. This is the future, kids. This is the future. Cut 11. No, I I, I don't see law enforcement going door to door. Um, I see Americans complying with the law. I see us working with gun owners, non-gun owners, local, county, state, federal law enforcement to come up with the best possible solution. I I have yet to meet an owner of an AR-15 who thinks it's okay that we have these kind of mass killings in this country. All right, now let's stop it for a second here. Now, you notice how he doesn't rule out the idea of police going door to door in this country. He goes, no, I think everybody will cooperate. Cooperate with what? turning over their guns, handing them in. He doesn't want to just ban them. He wants to say that if you own one, and by the way, there's millions of them in this country. If you own one, you have to turn it in. You're a criminal if you own one. There's millions and millions and millions of them. So what's he going to do? You know, that's that's what I mean. It's the, the idea of having to send law enforcement to go and confiscate Guns is something that Beto O'Rourke and other Democrats absolutely can't rule out. Why would they? They love government power. They love federal power and they love destroying the Bill of Rights. And don't you love how he conflates the idea that he's never met an AR-15 owner who loves mass killings? Like who 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 does love mass killings, you idiot? But he's going to send the police in, risk their lives, risk the lives of the legal gun owner who's done nothing other than now own an object that has now just been declared illegal by President Beto O'Rourke. There's millions and millions and millions and millions of AR-15s in America. Millions and millions of them. You see how dangerous this is? But look, it doesn't matter to them because it's all about doing something, doing anything. Even if that doing something, doing anything means using armed agents of government to come in and take away your legally owned property because they decide it's no longer legal. I guess when they send in them to take away the AR-15s while they're at it, they could collect your straws. Just do it in one swoop. Turn over the straws and the AR-15s at the same time. 
All right, just hand them over at the same time. This way, well, no, government's incredibly inefficient. Who are we kidding? You know, they'll have to they'll have to go twice. Uh, the first will be the confiscation of well, they'll be three times. So the first group will go and confiscate all of your gas-powered cars. Right. Because that's a mandatory buyback program, too. Uh, The second group, they'll come in and they'll confiscate your AR-15s. The third group will come in and confiscate all your straws at a cost of the taxpayers of uh, about 82 trillion dollars for all the confiscation squads that are out there. Yes, that's right. But uh, no, no worries. People will just happily turn these things over. Just happily do it. It's really scary how there's no freedom the Democrats are none of them are promoting freedom. It's all bans with them. Left and right with bans. No, I mean just left with bans. Just all bans. Why are they so anti uh, fracking? Why are they so anti natural gas? It's good. Natural gas is great. Doesn't have carbon emissions. Why are they so anti nuclear power? There's no carbon emissions. If you want to save the environment and you had, here you go, these opportunities, why do they want to ban those too? The the ability what they want to do here in terms of, of absolute power over all of us is is terrifying it's terrifying and yet every day we hear how the president is some sort of this dictator some sort of a dictator who wants to take away freedom and everything else you have you have people now like julian castro julian castro pushing this idea of climate change being a state mandated program so you will be learn you will learn now what they want you to learn in indoctrination camp you have san francisco turning around and saying the nra the nra is a domestic terrorist organization i loved mark's tweet on that it says no the nra doesn't kill people that's planned parenthood san francisco's anti nra policy is probably unconstitutional because the government the supreme court has said Government contractors can't be terminated based on their political views. You know who's about to try that? New Jersey. That's right. They've decided today, they've announced that any bank or retailer that does business with guns will no longer be allowed to get state contracts. New Jersey, the state of New Jersey will refuse to do business with banks and retailers who resist stricter gun control measures. That's the governor, Phil Murphy, who is going to sign this executive order. This is what I mean. They're just crushing freedom left and right. Crushing freedom. And then they make groups like the NRA illegal. They try to make it illegal as they confiscate your straws. Absurd. 877-381-3811. Of course, Mark Levin has, for all these years, exposed the efforts of the left to do all this. And I'll tell you something. It, this is an assault on capitalism, actually. You know what? Let's do this, Mr. Producer, if you'd be so kind. Because the question to America's mother-in-law, and just so you know, I call her America's mother-in-law because I, that's how, in my mind, Elizabeth Warren, all I hear is the lecture, the lecture, the judgment, the looking down. And as, as America's mother-in-law, men and women can relate to this, just the way of the, the voice, the tone, the pitch, all of it. But listen to the question that this woke millennial asks Elizabeth Warren regarding banning of fossil fuels and carbon-based fuel and everything else, cut 12. Bernie Sanders has endorsed the idea of the public ownership of utilities, arguing that we can't adequately solve this crisis without removing the profit motive from the distribution of essential needs like energy. As president, would you be willing to call out capitalism in this way and advocate for the public ownership of our utilities? Now stop it right there. Call out capitalism in this way. It's all been about capitalism and destroying capitalism. To advance their socialist utopia, a meritopia. 
Mark's book. This is about socialism. It's about utopia. It's what they want. They've always wanted it. And so her answer is, I'm telling you guys, by the year 2035, you're done. You're done. It's over. This is a party that does not like freedom or babies, by the way. Bernie Sanders the other night told a crying baby to to zip it. He hates babies. He really does. I mean, he doesn't. He, Bernie Sanders does is very cranky, if you've noticed lately. I think it's because he thought he was going to be the front runner by now. And then here came America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren, who's uh, taken over. And Bernie's upset by this. He's getting awfully nasty lately. There was an event and a woman had a baby. Bernie wanted no part of it. Cut 13. Do I hear you correctly say that you have to cut your pills in half your son? We can keep that down a little bit. I told you, he hates kids. Bernie hates them. He does. He wants to get rid of kids. Well, he does. He endorses population control. That was a question that was asked of him the other night at the debate. You know, would you advance population control throughout the world for climate change? Bernie was all in on it. He was all in on it. Which, if you've seen the movie The Avengers, you know why people are comparing him to Thanos who snapped his fingers and destroyed half of all living creatures in the universe for the good of the world, for the good of our natural resources. That's Bernie Sanders. That's what he's become. So he hates kids and he's angry and he's cranky because he's no longer the front runner. Elizabeth Warren is now the front runner. Thursday night might be Joe Biden's last chance to prove that he can go one night, one night without making a gaffe, just one, one night. Can he do it? Will he be able to do it? I wish there was a political betting app for this stuff. Wouldn't you love that? Oh, man, I would love that. I'm on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Don't forget to follow along with Mr. Producer and Mr. Call Screener as well, at Rich Cementa and at Rich Valdez. And, of course, I want to hear from you on this stuff. 877-381-3811. Let's go to Kathy in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the home of Joe Biden till he was eight. Hi, Kathy. Hey, hey, hey. I want to ask about this carbon tax, and the reason is is because I think that if you drive a hundred miles in your car, okay, you owe eight dollars, and you owe eight dollars to the United Nations, which is a global global government, which becomes one government, right? Well, that's a big part of their plans. Yes, they would love that. They would love a one-world government, for sure. Absolutely. They've loved that all the way going back to uh, to Woodrow Wilson. Is that what the carbon tax is? Like if I have heat and oil being in northeast PA because we got heat and oil because we freeze, okay? So if we buy $400 worth, then we got to pay $100 to the United States. You know, States. I'm not good at math, Kathy, and thank you for the call, my dear. I'm a terrible mathematics is not my thing. It never has been. I'm really bad at your my, my numbers are screwed. But I understand your point. The goal, look, the goal of all of this is to limit capitalism. That's the goal of all of this. Otherwise, the left would be embracing nuclear power and natural gas because these are two clean sources of energy and power. If it was not about stripping, destroying capitalism, they'd be all over those two technologies. Instead, they want to ban both of those two. That's what this is about. 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin monitoring the special election in North Carolina. Don't go away. Mark Levin.
special election in North Carolina. Of course, as I've been saying, if the Republican wins, well, it's a heavily favored Republican district. If a Democrat wins, it's a referendum on President Donald Trump. Now, isn't it a referendum either way, if it's going to be a narrative that way? No, it's only when it's giving it for the media. That's how that works. That's how that works. If the media want to say that, oh, the Democrat won, this is a sign for 2020, they'll do it. But if the Republican wins in the special election, then, ah, you know what? He was always going to win. It was just a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a district. It's a red district. What are you going to do? But here's the thing. That's also then a very big sign for 2020, right? In other words, the president has not lost any major support within his own party. There are a couple of uh, candidates who've decided to run these primary challenges. And they're not even worthy of mention. It's such a stupid idea. They're going nowhere. They have no chance. The president's very popular with with Republicans as he heads towards his reelection. Very popular. And yet the Democrats are so divided right now, they don't even have anybody who's standing in there as a front runner in this entire thing. And now Politico had a story today how Dems are stumbling on impeachment messaging. Yes, that's right, because they don't know what to say on it. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do because they're all over the place. They were against impeachment. Now they're for impeachment. And they're going forward with it this week. This week, they're going for it, the Judiciary Committee, with the backing now of Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And they're doing this, you see, because they are politically stupid. That's why they're doing this. I mean, there's no other way to justify There's There's no other explanation for it. But I think every Democrat on record Thursday night at the debate, question should be, do you support this this effort right now to impeach the president? You know, Democrat Tulsi Gabbard came out and said she does not. She thinks it would divide the country. There's no basis for it. They hate Tulsi Gabbard. She has no shot of winning their nomination. None whatsoever. She's not woke enough, left enough. She's not nearly anti-Trump enough for them. And that's why they continue to destroy her. And, and the stumbling of Democrats on their messaging it's absolutely amazing. You know, I, you think about it from this perspective, too. If the party was united in this effort to go after President Donald Trump, they'd have to have a compelling reason. Has anyone come out and said what that compelling reason is? Nope. They're going to try to find it. They're going to try to find it by having the Judiciary Committee start investigating. Ready? We have been in the midst of an impeachment investigation said a member of the Judiciary Committee. They're using this committee to investigate the President of the United States. Another investigation. Your tax dollars, hard at work. So we just spent, what, $35, $40 million on this phony Russia investigation. Not enough for them. They didn't find anything, so they got to keep going. So now the House Judiciary Committee will be investigating, and they won't stop. They won't stop. They're investigating whether or not there should be an impeachment investigating investigation. Think about that. It's an actual quote. This is an actual quote from Representative Gregory Meeks of New York. Ready? The House is investigating to determine whether or not there should be an impeachment investigation. They're investigating to determine if they should do an investigation. It sounds like something out of a really dumb comedy, doesn't it? Like It's like Dumb and Dumber or something, or Monty Python or something. This investigation will determine if we're going to have an investigation. What? You just investigate. Nope, this is an investigation to determine if there's a basis for investigation. All of this costs money, you know. This isn't free. All this work by these lawyers, these government lawyers and these committees, and these members of Congress who do nothing, who produce nothing for this economy and nothing for this country, it's not free to do this, you understand. 
There's a cost to investigate whether or not to have an investigation. And didn't we just have an investigation? Isn't that what the Mueller report was all about? An investigation into the president? So we just had an investigation, but now we need another investigation to see if there's basis for an investigation. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin coming straight back. now at 877-381-3811 and the liberal contact number is 877-381-3811 you know uh mark levin of course has the book on freedom of the press huge mega national bestseller you can get an autographed copy of it just look on his twitter account at mark levin show you'll be able to find the details to that all right uh rich zioli in for my buddy the great one tonight great to be with you my fellow levinites we are watching the north carolina special election now i have always believed that these elections are local politics is local it's a former speaker tip o'neill used to say that all politics is local but of course we watch these districts and we think that these these are referendums this is always what happens happened here in pennsylvania with uh, with elections by me and then in South Jersey, I always say these are referendums. Typically, these things become much more local than people think. But that analysis will only be put forward if the Republican wins, because if the Democrat wins, it's 100 percent a referendum on the president. Just remember that. Now, it may not be, but that's what they'll say. That's how they'll spin it. That's how they do it. That's what they do. 877-381-3811. Let us go to Dasha in Drexel, Pennsylvania. Dasha, go ahead, please. Hey, Rich. I hope you're going to be up for the 5.30 show tomorrow. You're on my ride um, to work. Well, you're morning. very kind. 5.30 tonight. I won't be late, I promise. 5.30 a.m. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, just wanted to chime in. I am a, a Russian immigrant. I immigrated here from communist Russia in 1980. And... You know, with the whole conversation started coming around guns, I realized something, that in Russia, nobody owned guns. That's the first thing they took away. They took away guns. They took away religion. They took away, um, they started doing the child control, because in average, in a communist country, there was an average, probably one child per household, if any. So we're basically, the Democratic Party is taking us down the same socialist rabbit hole as Lenin did, as, um, you know, all the other previous communists did. And it's terrifying for me to watch this, because coming from a communist Russia, it was not fun. When you have to, pardon my language, wipe your rear ends with a propaganda newspaper, it's ironic, I know. But that was toilet paper was a luxury. It's starting to get very, very scary out there. Well, listen, I mean, you make a great point about it. Dasha, thanks for the call, my dear. Great to get that perspective. I really appreciate it. Thanks for calling the Mark Levin Show. I mean, that's exactly what they want. They want socialism. And she's right. They have to limit freedom. And certainly the Second Amendment has always been their target. Because if we can't defend ourselves against tyranny, then it makes it easier for tyranny. Oh, but don't forget the First Amendment. They're also anti that, too, because they don't want you to be able to say things that offend people, like the word guys, for example. Oh, it's unbelievable. Maureen is in Rockaway, New York. Maureen, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Hello. Um, 
thank you for taking my call. This is my first time calling, but you uh, posed on an interesting subject uh, today about carbon emissions and things like that. I'm not an expert on it, but I can tell you I've owned three cars in the past, and right now I have a gas-driven car. And let me tell you, uh, nothing feels better when I turn that key in the engine and hear that sound. I could never get that out of a hybrid car because I did uh, try out some hybrid cars. And yeah, I don't, what, what's going to happen when they do the mandatory buyback? You're not going to give yours up? No. No, no huh? No. You know, it, yeah, that's the thing, right? The mandatory buyback, they'll just buy your car back for you and then just hand you a brand new electric vehicle. Isn't that nice of them? Oh, just okay. add it to the tab, right? Excuse me? <laughs> Add it to the tab of everything else that they want to do for us. You know, free this, free that, pay down debt, do this, the other. Everything they want to do, just add a free car, a free electric car to the tab. I agree with you. Yes, I think it's a, it's a, it's a trade that I would never agree to. No, but if it's a mandatory buyback, you don't have a choice. That's the amazing thing. A mandatory buyback program. Who knew? Maureen, thanks for the call to the Mark Levin Show. Appreciate it very, very much. You want to know how crazy things are out there in the world today? The the the, the political correctness that, that is constantly around us. Everybody's touchy. You know, I... <laughs> I think about how many people complain about being triggered by words and being offended by safe space. They need a safe space and all this other stuff. The indoctrination that's happening in colleges, this video that went on the Internet, I, I somebody sent this to me, and I want you to hear a little bit of this. I played it on my morning show today in Philadelphia on WPHD, but it's worth hearing for you because we talk about this. Now, there's this site called Now Hear This. And they want you, this is a woke millennial here, they want you to know it's no longer okay to use the phrase you guys. Like, hey, you guys, you can't say that anymore because, well, take a listen. Hey, guys, welcome back to Now This. (laughs) Guys is a simple term. It could mean boys or if you're modern, hip, it means people. At first glance, guys seems inviting, friendly, maybe warm, even comedic at times. But it, like many male default terms, should not be normalized as an all-encompassing phrase, innocent as it may seem. While we may understand the word means no real harm, with a deeper look, you'll understand that we've been ignoring the cognitive impact on women as well as gender non-conforming folks by only explicitly addressing the male identifying individuals present. Got the it? meaning of guys has changed over time. <laughs> by the way, I, you know, the one thing I, I know is that it seems like every day they find new words to ban and new words that they, they just will make you into a, you'll commit a hate speech in the future. You'll commit a hate speech crime in the future by calling people you guys. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be banned in corporate America. It'll be banned in places soon because it's 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 the concept of the word guys. Such an innocent thing. But you see, this is where we're going with this PC nonsense. And I think that Donald Trump is a he is the uh, the manifestation of that, the opposite of that coming to destroy that. It's one of the reasons why he did well in 2016, because I think people, for the most part, are fed up by this. But the problem is in college, the indoctrination camp. This is where a lot of this begins, even earlier in some cases. And you want to learn, they want to teach the kids now about climate change and the words that hurt, words that hurt people and hurt their feelings and et cetera, et cetera. And you get to a place where you go, man, everybody's very touchy with each other now. And you can't say this and you can't say that. 
Who's dividing this country? It's 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 the left. I mean, they are dividing this country. How many people just use the phrase, you guys? You walk in and go, hey, you guys, how you doing? How's your weekend, you guys? No, 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 no. You're being oppressive and you're being sexist and misogynistic and that word needs to be banned. And how many other words can you think of that they've decided now need to be just stripped of everyday language because they trigger somebody? It's amazing to me. Now it's you guys. Tomorrow it'll be something else. At some point, I think we're going to realize now that the hysteria that they cause is really something that they do to push ratings. NBC, the the <laughs> NBC News, they've announced that they've got a new they've got a new climate unit now. All right. I imagine that this will be the straw confiscation unit where they've announced now a new climate unit and the climate in crisis series. They're getting very serious about this now with Al Roker. And I imagine that this will be the precursor to confiscating your straws and, of course, now making sure that you guys don't have straws. All right? Cut two. NBC News creating a new climate unit to cover the most important issues that affect our environment. We're going to kick things off next week with a special network-wide series. I'm going to share more of my eye-opening trip to Greenland on a first-of-its-kind mission with NASA scientists. Be sure to look for Climate in Crisis all next week on the platforms of NBC News starting next Sunday, September 15th. We are looking forward to that, buddy. No, we're not. We're actually not looking forward to that. I think it's a, it's a absolutely just a ridiculous percept. But, hey, you got to get to the bottom of the straw crisis. All right? So we do need a straw confiscation team. Maybe it'll be a new. They haven't had a law and order in a while. Law and order straws. Law and order climate change unit. Uh, Alum is in Chicago, Illinois. Alum, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Go ahead. Hey, good evening. I think the Democrats have got to get out of the garage and not sit there with the motor running. Um, since 19, from 1974 at the time of the oil embargo to the end of the last century, the amount of oil used in production in the United States was relatively flat. Energy productivity doubled in that time, and our population rose 100 million. There's a great book I would recommend you and others read called The Bottomless Well. that talks about how we convert energy to uh, uh, fuels to energy starting with Edison's first power plant. The answer is in technology. It's not uh, shutting down power plants. It's improving the technology we use. Exactly. Well said. Exactly right. But they don't want the technology. Why not? Tell me why. Because they want to cow us into a corner. They want us to live as they choose. These are totalitarians. Yes, and you're exactly right. Otherwise, they'd be also, as I've been saying throughout the program, they'd be embracing nuclear power. They'd be embracing natural gas. Uh, thank you for the call. It's an excellent point, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, and cows, you have to ban cows too, because cows toot and methane, so you got to ban cows too. So NBC can, can confiscate cows and straws, I guess. All right, so so here's what we're going to confiscate. Let's go through the whole list, shall we? First of all, we'll send in a confiscation unit for the mandatory buyback of your gas-powered vehicle. Then the mandatory buyback of your AR-15 and any other gun they designate. Then the mandatory buyback of your straws. Then the mandatory buyback of your cows. Uh, I don't know where it stops, but I know that you're going to be having to turn over a lot of stuff to the state. I'm not a big fan of the whole um, the whole vegan thing, you know. I mean, if, it's fine if you want to eat that stuff, good, knock yourself out. But I like a good burger that's made of a of a, a cow. I do. I just love a good juicy burger. To me, there's nothing better. And I've tried those plant based things that they call them, that identify as burgers, but they're not burgers. They're plants. They identify as a burger. 
I want my cauliflower to identify as a, or I should say, I should have my, my steak can identify as a cauliflower, you know, because I hate vegetables. So I could just have a plate of meat and go, yeah, this uh, this sausage, this right here, it's broccoli. Yeah, it's uh, meat-based broccoli. I love it. Delicious. But these 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 this effort, you know, with the plant-based food, you watch. Bernie Sanders said he supports a meat tax in the United Kingdom. They are banning meat on certain college campuses. There will come a time in this country when I believe that meat will have a warning label on it. And it'll say, you know, warning for your health because of Medicare for all and warning for the environment. They'll have these things on it. And they'll put it on there because they love to scare people and they love to do those things. I do hate vegetables. I don't know why I just always have. And I, I, I try to make sure my kids eat them. I know they're good for you, they say. But I read a story the other day that vegetarians have a higher stroke risk than people that eat meat. So there you go. Maybe it's not the uh, the answer everybody believes. But either way, if their plant can identify as a burger, I want my burger to identify as a salad because it's easier for me that way. What are you eating, a salad? Yes, it's actually a delicious bacon double cheeseburger, but it identifies as a chef salad. I love it. 877-381-3811 here on the Mark Levin Show, the great one off tonight for a, uh, a previously scheduled event. And I'll tell you something, you got to get Mark's book. You really do on freedom of the press. I also want to say, too, you know, tomorrow is, of course, the anniversary of 9-11. Uh, Mark's dad wrote a wonderful book called Our Police. And I think about our police uh, on a day like tomorrow, our firefighters, our first responders. And uh, you can get our police as well from Mark's dad and, of course, Mark helping him with that. My dad was also there at, at the Ground Zero. He's a retired Port Authority lieutenant. He wrote a book called Rising from the Ashes, the true story of 9-11 and his recovery team that they had. These guys were retired cops who came back on the job to go down to the pit in Ground Zero. He tells that story about that. Tony Zioli, my father, very proud of him, very proud of all of our first responders who were there on 9-11 to go in first and the incredible health battles they're still dealing with. And of course, the question becomes, what's going to be the next big attack, you know, that we have to worry about? Is it going to be terrorism the old way? Is it going to be a cyber terrorism threat? But either way, there are still a lot of bad people that want to get us, no doubt. I think it's one of the questions we'll find out in the next couple of days about the difference between what happened with the president and John Bolton as the truth comes out, as I'm sure Mark will have great insight for you tomorrow night. Rich Zioli for the great one, Mark Levin, coming right back. Mark Levin. We are watching the special election in North Carolina. Now, there is a result in one of the races that's important. Greg Murphy, Republican Greg Murphy, has defeated Democrat Alan Thomas in the North Carolina Congressional District. That was one of the races. The other race is too close to call right now. That is the race with Bishop and McCready. Uh, Dan Bishop and Dan McCready. And Bishop being the one the Republican president is backing. So that's a very close race as of right now. So you probably won't know the winner of that by the time the Mark Levin show ends tonight. But obviously, Mark will be back with analysis of it for you tomorrow, uh, without a doubt. So thanks for being with me tonight, Rich Zioli. I appreciate it. Mark is a great guy and a great friend. And 
Uh, it's fun to broadcast from WPHT in Philadelphia. It's always a pleasure and an honor when he asked me to fill in because I get to hang out with you, my fellow Levinites, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, I just want to say, you know, very quickly because we don't have a ton of time left, uh, with tomorrow being 9-11, please take time to remember and to say thank you to those who have uh, worked hard to defend our country and fight for our country and put their lives on the line. It's very, very important to do. Uh, Brad is in Lexington, Kentucky. Brad, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say, you, you know, if, if the government wants to buy back your guns and they, they want to buy back your car and all that stuff, they're buying it back with your own money. And why, you know, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't need free college. If they would just leave me alone, let me keep my Social Security money and put it in my own account. And I could pay for my own kids' college. I put two of them through community college. My son is now going to go to the U of M, and I don't have the money. I, I mean, if they would leave me alone with a little bit more of my money, I wouldn't have to ask them for it. And I and I could, you know, feel a little bit more prouder about myself. I feel terrible I can't pay for his U of M college. It's, it's a terrible thing. I don't need the government to do this for me. They just need to loosen up a little bit and let me do it on my own. And I'll and be well said. Fine. Well said, my friend. Well said, indeed. Just leave us alone and let us live our life. I absolutely agree with you. Thank you very much for the call to the Mark Levin Show. Uh, appreciate it. Yes, this is the thing. I mean, you're going to see Thursday night at the Democrat debate, candidates on that stage, 10 candidates who want to ban things left and right. Ban this, ban that, ban that. This is not a party of freedom. Don't kid yourselves. And by the way, the president today announced something very important I want to mention quickly. He's announced that he's lifting the ban on federal funding for faith-based, historically uh, black colleges and universities. That's huge. There, There was a ban. I didn't even know there was a ban on black colleges and universities getting federal funding if they are faith-based. And the president today lifted that ban. Outstanding work. Hey, God bless uh, all of our troops and our police and our first responders and firefighters. Uh, Thanks to Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screeter. Thanks to Mark Levin. I'm Rich Zioli. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.